Welcome to Identity Matters Worldview Institute, an outreach of IOM America. You can visit our main website at www.iomamerica.org. We'd love to have you visit. We are pleased that you decided to join us in our 2020 Revelation series. The series is a part of the I Am Online Worldview School, which hosts well over 70 courses related to a biblical worldview. Our school focuses on addressing issues relating to the believer's identity in Christ, as well as cultural and political issues of our day. We kind of summarize it by saying, Christ, culture, and creator. Today's message is the New Testament within the book of Revelation. It is our hope that you are deeply motivated by this message. Before we get started with our message, let's view our video. It's titled, Creating the Bride. Brought to you by I Am Productions.
Revelation number 8, the New Testament history in the book of Revelation. Those of you who are joining us through our I Am Online School, it's titled Rev, Revelation, Rev 108. Hi, my name is Dr. Finney and I will be your teacher today. Let's take a few moments and talk about our New Testament journey We have to look at the New Testament and the vertical history provided to us by the writer, John. Now, before we get into the details, we must look at the development of the Christian community, particularly the Bride of Christ. The purpose of creation in God's redemptive plan is being brought to the forefront of God's timeline. In the Old Testament we see the accounts of the Hebrew people under the conviction of God through the establishment and workings of the laws of God. The Hebrew were never expected to be able to keep the law. In fact, it was given to prove to them that they could not. This is God's perfect setup for the great introduction of His Son, His grace, and the obtaining of His bride. Hebrew law required the firstborn son to be married. This was not an optional plan. All firstborn male Hebrew sons had to be married. Not only that, he had to marry the bride that was handpicked by the Hebrew patriarch of the family. It was the same with God. He used creation to multiply humans in order to pick the cream of the crop for his son, his first and only son. God not only used the Old Testament to reveal the incompetence of his people, but to prepare the way for the groom. After Jesus was born, his childhood was to prepare him for the engagement process with his bride, the church. His ministry, which was about three and a half years, was what the Hebrew people classified as courtship. This was Jesus' time to call out his bride and prepare each of them for the engagement, the born-again experience. The death of Christ was the groom making payment for his future bridal members, who are enslaved to Satan, the father of lies. The payment required his life, the blood covenant Abraham talked about many years ago. The birth of Jesus interpreted as the incarnation of God in human flesh revealed the beginning of what Revelation states as the new day. His birth, life, death, and resurrection was stated throughout Hebrew history as the final provision for the deliverance of his people in the form of a groom. This is very important information for each of our listeners to understand if they're going to understand the primary theme that is in the book of Revelation. The book of Revelation is all about gathering the bride and going through the wedding feast, bringing conclusion to the marriage of Jesus Christ and us as born-again believers, and taking us to the new earth. Now this is a concept or truth Jews don't understand to this day. It certainly was not because God didn't make it clear The hearts of the Jews were so focused on the Moses-type leader to deliver them that this virgin birth blew right by them like a moth in the wind. 
The life of Jesus was a pure and righteous demonstration of the life of a perfect and holy groom. For the future members of the bridal team of Jesus Christ to be able to connect permanently with Jesus Christ, they had to go through a born-again experience. Now, the reason why that we have to go through this born-again experience is because we were born into sin. And the bad seed that came into Adam was passed down through every generation. In order for Jesus to capture his bride, they have to be redeemed. They have to go through a death process to self or the old man or the old nature and be renewed through the life of Jesus Christ. When the people made contact with Jesus, they experienced the love of the Heavenly Father and the demonstration of His power. He came to offer peace and justification to the enslaved, the future bridal members of His own covenant marriage. He offered unconditional forgiveness, healing, renewal of mind, and the restoration of life to the state of Adam and Eve before the fall of mankind. The moment Jesus took his last earthly breath on the cross, the book of Revelation began. His death became the seal of putting away the old and providing the pathway of the new into the future. The work of the cross demonstrated the Father's righteousness in the most significant way possible. It washed away the stains the enemy placed upon his bride and provided a new robe, dipped in blood, pure, like that of a virgin. Christ's future bridal members were once slaves to Satan, believe it or not. Christ offered payment of a ransom that was demanded of him and made his bride innocent before the courts of the law of God. Jesus' bride has become pure, holy, and chosen. Now, if you look at your individual life, you're probably going to wonder, how is it that I could be pure, holy, and chosen? The way I feel, the way I think, or maybe some of the sins I've committed. This is the great mystery that Paul refers to in his writings. While we are in a human state, as we are in heaven, we are in a pure, holy, and chosen state. When this body passes away, it will stay in its grave, but our soul will go on, be put with a new body, and we'll see exactly what this miraculous piece of doctrine means to us. The revelation of God in vertical history is continuous throughout the Old and New Testament. In the Old Testament, the deliverance of the Hebrew people stands out through Moses, delivering the people from Egypt. Now the new is providing the final Moses type to free his people from the ruthless, symbolic leader of Egypt. And that is none other than Satan. The cross is the final symbol of the Red Sea and the identification of Christ through co-crucifixion, co-burial, and co-resurrection. It provides the final picture of walking through the Jordan River and entering into the land of milk and honey, the Canaan land. This is the symbol of the new earth and our life in Christ. The resurrection of Christ is the perfect and final symbol of joining himself to his bride, 
This perfect act of redemption is the life we now call the victorious Christian life. Historically, it clearly declares God the Father has overcome the relativity of the historical events in this one past occasion of the death, burial, and resurrection of Christ. Because we are fellow partakers in these three redemptive acts, we are free to be the bride of Christ, which is the church. We are now the predominant players in the book of Revelation. Revelation is the groom demonstrating acts of revenge on all those, spirit and man, who have insulted his bride, the church. And considering the New Testament's expectation regarding the outcome of vertical history, we can now base our mindset upon the understanding and comfort of the book of Revelation. The apocalypse is in complete harmony with the rest of the story noted in the book of Revelation. There is unity and oneness in all that we study from this moment forward. The writing of John's Revelation, which is really the revelation of Jesus Christ, has been considered to be the ending of the New Testament. Actually, it is the opening of the remainder of eternity. This book is special, and it reveals the third connect to the Trinity of the history of the Bible, which, as I have said, is the Old Testament, the New Testament, and the book of Revelation. There are few theologians today that keep this trinity in its proper place. I will be one that maintains this book is so significant, it is set apart for conclusive holiness. Testaments are exactly what the word itself means, and that is a witness of truth. The Old Testament takes place with the people of old and their stories confirming God's ordained truth. The New Testament transpires with the people after the cross, giving witness to the New Covenant, aligning itself with the truth. The book of Revelation is the testament that will bring closure to the old and new. When the objective of vertical history is viewed through the eyes of Christ, which, by the way, the only way to view vertical history is through the eyes and mind of Jesus Christ. And through his view, it possesses a clear view of our past, our present, and future. His character qualities, and of course him being truth, literally set the course for all events. And returning to the end of war of all wars, Christ will reveal the fullness of his glory. In the present, he's calling out his final bridal members. Once this has been completed, he comes to end all wars that rise against his bride. The New Testament conceives the finality of redemption and the rebirth of his bride. The book of Revelation is the consummation of vertical history and the full realization of the will of God, the Father. Our study of Revelation comes to an end when our groom returns to finish the work of the groom, defending his bride. He will use his authority to destroy every regime and power which have attempted to steal the role of the groom. Since salvation takes place through our groom, 
When each person receives the Lord Jesus Christ into their lives, the Holy Spirit indwells the believer, thus making the believer the bride of Christ. It is important to understand that this process of salvation comes by way of co-death, burial, and resurrection with Christ Jesus. A follower of Christ is a wannabe Christian, but those who possess the life of Christ are true indwelt believers. Over two-thirds of those who say they are Christians, maybe a third of them are actually truly indwelt by Jesus Christ. They claim to be Christians because they're followers. But see, one of the greatest deceptions that Satan has used and will continue to use is that anyone who follows the modalities of Christ is a Christian. And that simply is not true. And the reason why this is so important is that the indwelt believer is not a follower of Christ, but is directly led from within by the Holy Spirit in order to release Christ Jesus to walk through his bride. Anything that Christ owns as his own, he will come to claim, defend, and even seek revenge on those who have harmed his bride. This is what the book of Revelation is all about. Thank you for joining us today. In our next upcoming message, we're actually going to start going verse by verse into the book of Revelation. And of course, it starts with a very powerful passage right out of Revelation chapter 1, verses 1 through 3. It says, The revelation of Jesus Christ, which God gave him to show to his bondservants the things which must soon take place. And he sent and communicated it by his angel to his bondservant, John, who testified to the word of God and to the testimony of Jesus Christ, even to all that he saw. Blessed is he who reads and those who hear the words of the prophecy and heed the things which are written for the time is near. Until next time.